We are back. It is Mike Bomer. I'm here with my partner, Sherm. Sherm, how you doing? Good, brother. How are you? I'm good. We're going to talk about goals tonight. And, you know, my goal every day when I get up is to be just like Sherm. <laughs> That's a horrible goal, man. Horrible. Why are you picking the fruit off the ground on that one? That's an easy. Goal. Let me restate that. My, my <laughs> real goal is to make lunch for me every day. Because, you know, I sent you a picture earlier today for mashed potato bacon bombs. And I yeah. Seen, I want, I want to see. I, want, I see. I and then you're going to be yelling at me because you gained 100 pounds. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't understand. I get him. Yeah. I sent him to Becky. Yeah. So, okay. So we'll, it all, we'll, we'll, we'll put that together. I told you, I, I told you I'd do it. I wasn't in the office today. I was getting some uh, other things wrapped up today, but uh, um, I'll be in the office tomorrow because I, I always make sure that everybody goes out and votes. So um, I go in the office and if somebody hasn't gone, I, I let them leave so they can vote and come back. So um, I'm a strong proponent of voting. So. Um, obviously the day before the D day, <laughs> I make sure that everybody gets out and they have an opportunity to go to work. So. It's certainly going to be an interesting week. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how that all pans out. So tonight we're going to talk about goals and, you know, we're, we'll talk a little bit business goal, a little personal goal, a little health goals, sure. but how, how do you do your goals? Like, do you sit down once a year? Do you do it once a month? Do you do it daily? How do you do your goals? So you know, obviously, when, when I was first getting trained um, to, to better myself, you know, you set down those big goals. And, and, and I just think, you know, it was great in the beginning because you got you to gotta start somewhere. You know what I mean? But literally, I think you have to break the goals down. I mean, if you're a small business owner, you got to break your goals down into daily, weekly, and quarterly goals. Yeah, you know, the, you have a long-term projection of one, three, five years. But you gotta, you got to be looking at stuff quickly versus giving yourself 365 days to not be on the right path. You know what I mean? So um, we sat down, so we use EOS in the, uh, in the office. So we sit down weekly with everyone and we go over everybody's weekly goals. So that's, you know, we have the, the three month goal with a five, you know, and then the six month goal and then the yearly goal. And that's kind of how we break them backwards is that we come from one and go backwards. So like Becky has a goal of 85 weddings a year. So we break it down into quarters and then weeks, what she has to do. And then, um, <clears throat> then we have a total sales goal for the, the company. And then the kitchen has a goal of, you know, um, it's a production goal. It's a cost goal. Um, it's a systems goal. Um, theirs isn't as much sales related. Um, I mean, it is indirectly, but um, yeah. it's more of being more efficient and giving the customer a better product and a quicker service time is the kitchen's end of it. And then logistics is the opposite of that is, the, you know, making sure that the food goes out hot, cold, quick, fast, and on time, every time kind of thing. And how do we get that? And so that the customer doesn't, you know, doesn't know that there's issues. We have all kinds of stuff. We do that, but that's, you know, we set them up in, in weekly. So weekly, every week we sit down um, as managers and we go over and then we figure out, you know, who isn't and why and what we can do to swap things. Sometimes we swap um, the task to another person in the office or a different department and say, Hey, you're going to help with this. Let's get it done. So it's done. And then we move on to the next one. So that everybody's sometimes things need help, you know, and that's how you do it. Yeah. And you, you kind of hit it right on the head is there's, you know, you can have massive goals, but you can have incremental goals, but you, you kind of hit the, the key factor is not just about putting goals out there. It's actually monitoring the goals and, and making sure that they're being hit. And if they're not being hit, 
are they too aggressive or are they is there not enough focus in the implementation of the goal right and so how much how much of that do you put in every single day and and how, where does incentive come in for you do you incentivize people to hit their goals like what's your what's your thought on that kind of stuff uh so so first and foremost your goal can't be big enough second and third it has to be measurable it can't be i want to i want it to get better better is immeasurable you have right. to put it in numbers quantify it you know whatever it is like kind of thing i just want to make sure we're clear on that like you know and it, and it has to be written down because if it's not written down you're not going to be paying attention to it so um and explain sometime right i mean that's the other thing too sometimes i didn't i i missed that i'm sorry what do you say? And, and explained as well, right? Sure, 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 sure. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes, so here's a funny thing. We, we have, um, you know, we, we've been going up and down with business right now, obviously, you know, because of everything that's going on. And we had a pretty good, we had a pretty good state. Um, uh, it wasn't a contract, but it was, it was an order. And um, it lasted much longer than I thought it would have because they were solely using us. So I went to them and I said, look, you know, I went to the office and said, look, it's not about that we do, aren't doing a good job. It's just about you can never put all your eggs in one basket. We always have to be looking to replace that job with another job or two other jobs or three other jobs. Like always look to make sure that you're adding on enough so that one thing doesn't slow the machine down. Like always try to keep it pedaling at a medium pace. You know, it's great to rev all the way up, but it sucks when it goes down to zero. You know what I mean? So like, you want to keep it at least at a medium piece so that things don't get crazy. So, um, you know, we always look at that kind of thing. Um, you know, sales is probably one of the hardest jobs that everybody has because most people look at the numbers and, and don't look at the relationships. And I try to preach relationship first because then the numbers come automatically second. Um, incentivize, you know, that that's kind of like a double-edged sword. So if you start incentivizing, um, it becomes expected, sometimes. expected. And, and that's a difficult thing depending on what size and where you're at in a company to, because if you incentivize the incentives naturally, human naturally expect to get larger each and every time. Right. So, um, I incentivize, but I incentivize in different ways. Um, we do have an employee of the month that is voted on between the managers for employees that go above and beyond and they get a trophy, um, a plaque on the wall um, for the month that they were employed a month. And then I give them a, I give them 50 bucks cash, you know, and say, thanks. And then if you become a second time employee a month, you get a hundred bucks cash. I double it each time. So the third time would be $200 cash. And then at the end of the year, um, the whole company votes on employee of the month for the year. Um, and then that comes with um, a, a, a plaque and, you know, um, some other things I, I give. It just depends. You know, I've given out like uh, 12 oil changes, 12 car washes, um, things like that, you know, like just other things. So, you know, $65 oil changes, that's something for you right there. I, we have a service, a guy that does all our fleet services. So it just goes under that. They go down and it's taken care of right. and, we, and we pay for it. But, but that's, you know, but it's things like that. It's like, you know, it's not like a monetary, like it's a thousand dollars cash. Like it's things that people need and things that people like and things that people, you know, don't always get 
but it's something that's needed. You know, like you may not have the 65 hours this week. To, oh, you know what? I get a free oil change. Let me go take care of that. Yeah, and and, oh my God, I did that for busting my home. So um, like when you have that, I mean, some people do live paycheck to paycheck and particularly in some of our lower paid staff. And you know, that, that $65 oil change might've made them that week. I mean, that's a good it, yeah. And you know, and some people pay paycheck to paycheck at higher level. I mean, it's every, everybody's financial situation is a little different than others. And, you know, some people work two jobs, some people work three jobs, some, you know, it, it just depends, but, you know, incentivizing, find something special, you know, like I, they think it's cool that they get the trophy. They be, and there's a trophy that they sit on the counter um, that says employee a month and then they get an engraved one with their name in the month on it yeah. and they get to take that home. And, you know, it's kind of like, a, you know, some of them that win it has won it once or twice. They, they get pretty, pretty choked yeah. up about it. Cause it's, it's serious. Like, cause they know that I'm not just handing shit out. You know right. what I mean? Like we mean this, like we mean, Hey, we really appreciate you digging deep, you know, and, and, and helping us, you know, get through this. And it, and it's, and it's just remember, you got to remember your people. Like, I, I, I do agree with incentivizing, but I agree in incentivizing and do it in a, in a different kind of way. Don't just throw 50 bucks at somebody. Don't just throw a thousand because you're not going to get anything from that. Like you have to do something that means something to people. Like, you know, we'll go, I'll go one Friday. If we've had a crazy week and we got through it, I'll just go to Dunkin' Donuts on Friday and I buy everybody breakfast. And I come in with, you know, 13, 14 sandwiches, a big box of Joe, a whole thing of donuts. And I just say, you know what, you guys bust your ass. Thank you so much. You know, enjoy, you know, and, and some eat them, some don't, but you know, at the end of the day, like, wow, that was pretty cool. You know, like yeah, he does care, you know, and I, and I do care, you know, but it, it can't always be the same thing. Like it can't, because it's going to get mundane and routine and then people, it's no longer an incentive. It's an expected um, pay for results, you know, so you want to kind of, you know, flip it around a little bit is, is all I can say over the 22 years I've been doing this, you know, get handing out cash that everybody's hands like this, they're all looking for it. Right. You know, if you can do things that are, yes, maybe monetary, but not necessarily traditionally cash money, you know, like it, it, it works. I think it, it just speaks deeper to people when it's something that that's more of a caring um, gift. So you, you know, you're a great example. You know, you're, you're a 24 seven entrepreneur. How do you differentiate (laughs) personal goals from your business goals or do they all blend together? You know, um, I think that's the age old Confucius says question. I I think it all comes together. I mean, really honestly, like, you know, there, so I'm in another mastermind group with uh, Ryan Stuman. It's called Apex. And somebody posted a, a comment the other day. It says, how much money would it take for you to go to work for somebody? And I said, it'd have to be uh, either a lot of money or really the right job right. for me to go work for somebody. Because, you know, I love what I do, but I hate what I have to do sometimes. You know what I mean? Like it's that, but it's no different than anybody has a regular job. You know what I mean? Like you love some of what you do and you hate some of the stuff you have to do, but I, I love that I, you know, that I can build a team and I love that I can manipulate the team and teach them and coach them and, 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 and work them, you know, I've been in sports all my life. So it's, it's just an extra kind of leg of the arm of all the sports that I played and coaching sports when my kids were little. And it's the same thing. Like it's the satisfaction of the team winning, you know, and, and, that you get more than it is in the monetary value of what no you get paid. Satisfaction of, of kind of taking somebody and, and whether to your point, it's on the field or in a corporate or, or, or a business 
passing that knowledge on, getting somebody turned around. I mean, there's no greater high than that. And some, you know, then sometimes doing that kind of thing. And so let's pivot a little bit to strategic goals, right? How far out do you look at your strategic goals? Are you a 10 year guy, five year guy next year? Like, how do you usually evaluate your strategic goals? I, again, like, you know, I keep everything kind of close to the chest. Like a lot of things, you know, I've learned at 22 years, you know, like I haven't had a safety net. I mean, you fortunately have a safety net. I don't, you know what I mean? And I never did. So my decisions are very close to the chest on, on how and why and what we do, because you can take as much risk as you you're feel comfortable with or as much risk as you have the money to come back from you know what I mean? And most times as a small business owner, you know, we have a little bit of money sitting around, but we, we don't have catastrophe money sitting around, you know, most people got a couple of months squirreled yeah. up. I mean, you're supposed to have six months and I do, you know what I mean? But it's not that I, I need six months, but you know, you should have six months and you know, and you've, you know, unfortunately, you know, we figured it out in March. You know right. I mean, like there's a lot of people that, you know, I didn't have six months worth of money ready to go, but we figured, you know, we figured it out. We figured out a way to continue to, to gain money in a time where right. basically we were closed, you know, but, and that was before the EDI, LPVB and all that stuff. I'm just saying like, you, you, you know, it's being strategic and, and it's having, you know, and that's what I told Becky when we were talking about it. I said, if we weren't set up for success, like we were, we'd have been shut down because we didn't, wouldn't have had 85 or a hundred brides in the pipeline to, to go say, Hey, you know, we need help. And if you have money sitting around, it's better off. You're putting it to a better use, giving it to me versus sitting in your checking account. So how about you pay another deposit towards your wedding? We know it's going to happen. We know you're going to get married and we're going to do it, but you know, Hey, do this. And then we gave them a discount to do it. And you know, without that pipeline, we'd have been done. You know what I mean? So it goes back to what you've been talking about for, for months now is systems too. I mean, you're you're a great example of, I I mean, to your point, I think a lot of people got put to the test in the last six months that probably only had a month or two in the, in the reserves that really got their ass kicked. And, you know, you, you're kind of that model of discipline, right? Which is systems and things like that. And, and, you know, goals are a huge piece of that but systems are just, and that's the measurement piece. And, you know, I can't, we can't stress that enough is you, you can't just have goals. You can't just write them down. You have to actually monitor them, adjust them, talk about them, explain them. Cause I, I can't tell you how many times over the last 20 years, I've put a goal out there and realized six months down the, lo- the, the road that somebody had come back and said, well, I didn't understand the goal. <laughs> right. And, and you got to assume that, you know, and take that ownership and say, you know, does everybody understand the goals, right? Are you there every single day living the goals? Or are you just kind of doing as an annual exercise? You know, what's your monitoring, what's your monitoring piece? What's your leadership? How you, you know, how are you breaking them down? And, and to your point, are they smart, right? Are they measurable to the point where, you know, the average person understands the scoreboard and they can actually read the scoreboard and see how they're doing? Well, you have to, because I mean, it, it doesn't, it's, it, it's about everyone, not even the average person. You need the, uh, the non-average person to understand right. it too, because you have the every, it, nobody wants to play basketball to run around the court. They're playing basketball to win the game. Right. And if they don't know how to score points, then 
what's the purpose of bouncing the ball up and down the court? You know, it's not. There's no purpose to it. So you have to have everybody understand that this is this is how we score to get to the goal line or to get to to make enough points that we win the game. And and you have to because you know, and, and I fight it. I mean, yeah, even though we've been doing this a long time, I still fight it with some of the employees because it's not a comfortable thing to say because they know once they put something that's measurable, their ass is to the fire. Right. You know go. what I mean? Like, it, and, and that's it. And it's, and it's no other way to say it is that once you know that you have described and measured what you expect, okay, I tried, it was kind of better, sure, it's, you know, okay, it's, you know, better than it was before, you know, like, those are no longer descriptors. <laughs> it's either 8, 10, 12, we did it, we did not do it, or, you know, and, but you don't have to, so with that, understand also, it's, this isn't about fault, you know, because what happens is everybody's taught that if I don't win, it's somebody's fault, and that's bullshit, right. that's not the answer. I've said this a thousand times to a hundred different people is it? And I just said, I just posted it on somebody else's page on that apex with Ryan Stuman, um this morning. Failure is such a negative word that you cannot use it to describe success. You cannot. It's yeah. failure has been beat in your head that that means you suck, you lose. So you can't use failure. Oh, well, failure is something that we use so that we can be successful. No, bullshit, because you've been told for however, I'm 48 years old. I've been told for 48 years that failure is failure. Failure, you suck, you lose, you're done. You know, yeah, you know yeah. Ricky Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> so right. you can't use that word. That's right. So here's how we define it at Sherms. And you guys can take and spin this any way you want. The first question that I ask everyone at these meetings is, did you do what you said you were going to do? And the answer is either yes or no. Right. And if they say yes, okay, great. Let's keep doing that. If the answer is no, the next question is, why did you not get what you wanted? Right. And then they look at you and I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you said you didn't, you didn't do it. Like it didn't work out the way you wanted it to work out. So why didn't it work out the way you wanted it to work out? And then they step back and they go, now they're going to give you some reasons. Instead of giving you 4,000 excuses as to why they, did, why they failed. You don't want the excuses, you want the reasons. Because the reasons is why, what you have to manipulate so that you can go back and tweak it. So on in the kitchen, and on the guy. So we have this like little little metal line. It's a piece of rope that he puts all his tickets on. On to the left, it says, "How did everything work out today? Did it work out the way you wanted it? Yes or no? Yes. Do the same thing tomorrow. No. Why didn't it work out the way you wanted it to work out? Right. Can you fix it? If you can't fix it, see Sherm." Right. Because then we're going to talk about it. Like, there's no reason to let it wait. Like, you, that's what, what things happen. People are scared to go and say, hey, you told me this is the plan and the plan didn't work today. Okay, well, great. Why didn't it work? Like, what happened? Like, explain throughout the process what part of the process didn't work to give you the result you wanted. Yeah, that's you all we need to know. Foster, yeah, you got to foster that courage because they right. have a legitimate reason why it didn't happen. You may have to change it. Right. And it could have been, I don't have enough people. It could have been, we came in late. It could have been that somebody showed up late to, to deliver the food. It could have been that we didn't have the right food because we didn't order. But it, you, all, when you get all those answers, 
you can fix that because if it was, I didn't get all the food that we needed to order. So then when we do our order, we go through the list again. Hey, let's go through this list one more time. Let's just double check it and make sure we didn't miss anything. And, and, and it could be that they, they, you know, they're not looking at all the tickets properly or whatever it is. Again, not fault, not blame, just we need to like go over it one more time. Like, how are you looking at the tickets that we missed X? Right. You know what I mean? Like, how can we fix that? And I'm going to tell you that our tickets are like a rainbow of, of, <laughs> of highlighters. Like we have yellow, we have green, we have blue, we have pink, you know, and it all means something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if it's important, it needs to be highlighted because we want to make sure that people don't miss it. And that's just something we've learned throughout all the years that, you know, it doesn't matter. You can try to dumb it down as much as you want. When you're busy, you scan, you don't look. And when you scan, you miss shit. And yeah. if it's important, you don't want to miss it. Like you can miss a sandwich or miss a kind of sandwich. If it's like you ordered a sandwich package and it's supposed to come with a combination of ham, turkey, tuna, chicken, and uh, Italian. Well, let's just say we forgot tuna. You're probably not going to miss that. But if it says that, 12 of those sandwiches need to be made with a gluten-free wrap. I guarantee that you're <laughs> there's somebody there that has celiac and can't have gluten. And I guarantee that's going to be something that somebody's not going to miss. Like, so that's the thing. Like, that's very important. We need to highlight that. And, and just so you know, that's a green highlighter. Um, even I know what the process is. It's a green highlighter. So, you know, but that's, that's the stuff like, you know, you got to goal it out and, right. and, and you got to, and, and it's, it's super important that you talk with that kind of message to your staff that it's not about fault. It's about, we didn't get the desired right. expectation. How do we change it? And we just have process to, improvement, right? right. Yeah. We have to go back again. It goes to the system is that we have to go back and what part of this system didn't work properly to give us the result we're looking for. And as soon as you use that F word, it's over. Right. And well, <laughs> on the point, it's less about the failure and more about the process and continued process. Right. Because it's shame on us the first time, but if it happens again, that's, right. that's, that's a process. That's a system because now you're failing the same way in a system. So, yeah. No, I, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, and again, that's, that's hand in hand. And, you know, I, I love the fact that we weave in systems and just about every podcast <laughs> every topic we talk about always comes back to that core alignment of a system. And, and it's so important in anything you do. It doesn't matter what you do. I mean, having a system and having something that's measurable is always the key to any, you know, to really any success. Yeah. And that, you know, and that's, it's huge. And, and I think it's to your point, you know, again, to unpack what we said today, you know, have the goals, write them down, have a system, you know, don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to question the process, right? And, and how do you make the process better? And, you know, and, um, you know, we're, you know, closing thoughts for you, you know, what's the, what's that, what's that, you know, somebody's about to start a goal, you know, what's that, what's that closing thought for you? Set it high. It's bullshit. Set it high. Don't be scared. Set it high. You know what I mean? Like if, because here's what happens when you put shit in motion and you read it, you say it, and you see it, it happens. Right. I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what goal setting is about, okay. you know, and when you don't set it high, you're not going to get it. So sure. if you set it easy, mirror, put it in your car, put it everywhere you see, put it any, anywhere that you want to see it, but yeah. you know what, it, it's not that you're always going to achieve it, but you know what, it's an age old meme that when you shoot at a target and you miss one ring, it's better than not having a target at all and shooting and not shooting at all. You know right. I mean? So you know, you miss 1000 shots that you don't take unless you take a shot. You're never going to hit the, you're never going to hit it. So, 
you know, aim high. I, you know, the sky is the limit and only you hold you back from your goal. Nobody can tell you shit. I promise you. You want to talk about that? I tell you a thousand people that told me I wouldn't be here today. And, and, and I've outlasted everyone's negative advice. I told you so bullshit, you know, instead of helping people, you know, you got all the, all the haters, you know what I mean? But just set your goals high. You put your goals in motion, find a good team, good system. And I promise that it'll, it'll happen sooner than it won't. And the more you look at it, the quicker it's going to happen because you're going to find a way because people don't like not to get what they want. That's absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We've come to end my friend. That was a good, that was a good one. All right, man. Absolutely. Hey, also just remember, no matter what happens tomorrow, I don't care who you vote for. Everybody knows who I'm a fan of and who I'm not a fan of, but just remember tomorrow. The vote. And importantly for tomorrow, don't forget my mashed potato bacon. (laughs) But remember after tomorrow, no matter who's in office, right. The United States still spins around the globe. It still happens every day. So don't get mad. Be a grace, a great, you know, a gracious winner and a gracious loser. Just understand no matter what happens and who wins or who loses, we are all still Delawareans. We are still friends. We still went to the same schools. We still have fun times. Let's stop being divisive and being enemies of each other. Okay. So let's just have fun Enjoy it. We got two months left to kill in 2020 and start 2021. So remember that. And that is some wise words to end on right there. All right, my friend. Peace out.